0: Now, there's something that I want to discuss really quickly. I promise y'all I will not take up too too much time on this episode uh, especially because I meant to do this last week man I'm real late um, as far as this topic goes because we did get this news last week if I'm not mistaken and um, I actually was going to wait for you know M. Wright to jump on an episode with me because he is quote unquote the unofficial co-host of the two reviews podcast shout out to M. Wright. Um, you know if you guys are unfamiliar with him you could check out my episodes where he finally saw the Mortal Kombat 2021 movie and we talked about it you know I phoned him in We talked about it, talked about our thoughts and everything like that. We did commentary for Dark Man. Y'all can check out uh, all those episodes that I featured him on. But, um, you know, I couldn't wait for him because I felt like if I I waited up for him or anybody else to be a part of this episode, I'd be waiting forever. So I figured now is the time to get it done. Excuse me. Um, But basically, we got some news, people. And like I said, we got it as late, early, whatever you want to call it, as last week. And Warner Brothers announced that they are going to be moving forward with the mortal Kombat series and not just with the series but with the universe in general the movie uh you know it did fairly well at the box office it did fairly well as far as streaming on hbo max the same day it made a it it got his bang for his buck and then some man which was really good because the movie was absolutely it's the best video game movie for me hands down um I really enjoyed it. You guys can check out uh, my commentary for that if y'all want to backtrack. You know, more than a couple episodes and and tune into it. But I, I was really impressed with what they did with the with for the most part the story because there were a lot of plot holes and a lot of loose ends. But I knew what I was going into the movie for, man. I was going into. Embrace the R rating. I was going in to embrace characters that I didn't get enough of, maybe in the first movie or the second movie. I was going in to see characters that I had not seen on screen before. Uh, I did not see Cabal on screen before. I did not get enough of Melina. I did not see Reiko on screen before. I had not seen Natara on screen before. I have not seen Reptile in his full reptilian form, you know, uh, along the lines of a game like Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. I had not seen all of this shit until the 2021 movie. Now, like I said, man, the movie, first of all, let's, let's, let's talk about the news real quick. Warner Brothers said that they're, they're, they're not only expanding on the universe and the entries and stuff like that, but they are going to give these characters spinoffs. And I told myself, I said, this is well-deserved man, because there's a lot of characters I wanted to see more of. There's a lot of characters I didn't get to see. And there's a lot of characters that I wanted. You know, just to just to get their proper dues, man, to to get in the forefront a lot more than they should have. But let's backtrack for a second, people. Briefly, we're not going to do a complete rundown. Let's just talk about what we got prior The 1995 Mortal Kombat movie was it was hands down up until this new movie. It was the best video game adaptation that i had ever seen man uh even to this day you know like i said prior to seeing the new one you know because you have movies like resident evil and doom and tomb raider and assassin's creed and goddamn even shit like super mario brothers and house of the dead that people can't stand i mean i know it's got its fan base but i don't like those movies in general um but it it still holds up man and one of the things i do love more i'm not gonna lie to y'all about the 1995 Mortal Kombat movie as opposed to the new one are the fight sequences I feel like the fight sequences still hold up like it was made today The fight choreography is way better executed in that movie now Again, the the CG doesn't hold up too well. Some of the practicals are a little suspect, but for the most part, the movie, is I feel like it's Paul W.S. Anderson's best movie, but then I kind of, you know, to to get sidetracked a little bit, I kind of went back and watched Event Horizon a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, while the original Mortal Kombat might be the second best video game movie ever, it might also have to be Paul W.S. Anderson's second best film because Event Horizon is definitely underrated. But that's neither here nor there, people. Then we fast forward a couple years to 1997. We got Mortal Kombat Annihilation and it was directed by, I think, John R. Leonetti. And I said this before, man, uh, going to see that movie in the theater in 1997, being a kid, uh, I actually was with him right when we went to go see that. Um, his brother took us to go see it. And as a kid, you know, it was like the first three games had come to life on screen. You know, it was like everybody doing the best cosplay impressions ever. But then when you you get older and you watch it as an adult, it's like, what the fuck was not only John R. Leonetti thinking, but what the fuck was I thinking, thinking that this was something decent? it's a bad movie man it's a terrible movie Uh, we do get the perks of Robin Shu and Talisa Soto coming back as Liu Kang and Katana but you know Sandra Hess was Sandra Hess got casted as Sonya Blade Uh, you know they recasted Jax they recasted Raiden they recasted Johnny Cage and he was killed in the beginning Shao Kahn was a human he was the guy who you know told Terminator Wash Day in the original Terminator movie it was a whole bunch of shit going on in that second movie man that just did not work it was a smorgasbord full of shit And I will actually go back to Mortal Kombat Annihilation um, as we get as we go along into this episode, because there are certain similarities, believe it or not. to the 2018 goddamn 2021 movie that listen, there's some shit that they did in the 2021 Mortal Kombat movie that they did in Mortal Kombat Annihilation that a lot of people I feel swept under the rug. But, you know, we can't be biased here. We got to call a spade a spade every once in a while. But we'll get to that when we get there, people. Now, as far as the reboot overall, like I said, it was a great movie. I don't remember if I gave it an eight and a half or a nine out of ten. I can't remember, but it delivered. It gave me everything I wanted out of a video game movie. And I understand that with so many characters, you could only get but so much into the story. I understand that people were complaining a lot about, you know, oh, it's not the tournament. They should have just called it something else because it's no tournament. And I'm like, okay, I understand the nitpicks, man. But. You're not going to get everything. This was basically just laying the foundation out for, you know, these spinoffs and this universe to expand, which is a which is what a, what's about to happen. So, um, basically, let's talk about what we got in Mortal Kombat 2021 as far as the the characters. We got the Avatar character, uh, Cole Young, who was not in any of the video games. I remember people asking me like, "Well, what video game was he in?" I think I remember him from. I said, "No, that is basically." the avatar character who you can build a story around. And uh, that's basically what they did for another Paul W.S. Anderson movie, which was Resident Evil. Alice uh, Mila Jovovich's character was not in any of the video games, but they added an avatar character for the audience to kind of try to identify with, and they wanted to build the story around that character and have the characters from the game incorporated around her. So that's what they did with the Cole Young character played by Louis Tan. And he wasn't bad, but it's, it's you know... I i'd rather have Luke kang up in there in the in the you know in the forefront but we had cole young we had Jax, we had sonya we had lu kang we had kung lao we had raiden scorpion sub-zero shang Tsung, melina cabal kano goro reiko natara and reptile that is how many fucking characters is that people let's count on one two three four five six seven eight nine ten 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 fucking characters in Mortal Kombat 2021. Now, this is when I say, let's call a spade. Let's call a spade a spade. This shit probably had more characters in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And if not, they had the same amount. It was a a cluttered amount of characters and no, you know, they weren't going to get all the screen time that they were earned you know at least half of them some of them were there just to die man and speaking of which let's talk about who lived and who died now by the end of it of course you have to have Shang Tsung and Raiden because they have to have their you know pissing contests and Raiden's like you dare enter the temple Shang Tsung and I forget how he says Shang Tsung but he says it in a really distinctive way then you got Shang Tsung with his ad libbed voice talking uh you know it sounds like he's got like 13 voices talking at once but he's like i see you thunder god and i was in the dark Knight rises and all this other crazy shit they're talking back and forth so of course they survive and then of course you have the good guys who survived. you have lu kang you have cole young you have Jax, you have sonya um you have the earth realm warriors now unfortunately everybody else fucking died you know what i'm saying kung lao died uh, uh scorpion Survived, but he went back to the nether realm, you know what I'm saying? And he told Cole Young to keep his keep his legacy alive. Sub Zero died, Melina died, Cabal, Kano, Goro, Reiko, Natara, Reptile. Natara, they just did dirty, man. She's literally got about two scenes before Kung Lao splits her ass in half. Uh Reiko was just there to be a big oof and just be a big dummy, man. There's a scene where Shang Tsung actually calls his name. He's like, my loyal warriors, Cabal, General Reiko. And when he when he calls Reiko's name, he kind of like looks around like, huh? Like where? Am I here? Is class in session? Like they just made him a big dummy. That's why I said some characters they brought in there just to die. But the ending did set up everything for the new tournament because Shang Tsung tells him, he's like, I will not bring soldiers. I'll bring, I think he says armies or some shit like that, but whatever. He's basically... You know, he's bragging and boasting like, listen, I'll get you next time and all this other stuff. And the ending does set up the tournament, man. It sets up it it sets up a post not a post credit scene, but the very ending sets up the what's going to be the introduction to Johnny Cage because Cole Young is going to Hollywood to find Johnny Cage and they've got to scout out Earth's the rest of Earth's mightiest warriors and stuff like that. So the idea of a universe, um, the pros to the universe that they're about to expand on and the spinoffs for this Mortal Kombat uh, property. The pros of it is that people will get the story that they did not get with the characters prior. Um, You know, you'll probably get more like it or not. You're going to get more of Cole Young. You know, I know a lot of people did not like that character. They didn't. They couldn't figure out who the hell he was. And I understand everybody's frustration with that, because while while he was okay, he wasn't somebody I was like attached to. Like even though he had a daughter and a wife, I wasn't super attached to that character. Where it's just like, oh my god, don't die! It's like, man, if Korra gets him, cool. Like Luke Hang will step up, and you know he's got a lot to fight for. But um, the pros will be uh, much more in-depth storytelling. You know, I know one of the things that drew a lot of people to the Mortal Kombat games as they went on were the stories. Now, I was one of those people where if it wasn't like a Game Informer magazine or some type of special magazine for Mortal Kombat specifically... Um, Then I was like trying to read the booklets and stuff and trying to read the character bios inside of the gameplay and all that stuff like that. I was interested in the story, which I know a lot of people were. But as the games went on, you know, the cutscenes and the endings and the character intros, they started like really getting in depth with these characters, man. They were intertwined. They, They had alliances. They had enemies. They were getting deep with this shit, man, especially in the recent games. I remember in the recent games like Mortal Kombat 10 and 11 and stuff like that. I remember watching like a half hour's worth of just cutscenes, and I'm like, I could watch this whole thing and not play the game at all because the story is actually, it's actually keeping me afloat. So the story is one of the main pros that's going to come out of this. Another pro that can come out of this are characters that maybe people didn't get a chance to see in any of the three movies that we've gotten on the big screen or... Um, you know, any of the the, the the TV shows or you know the online web series, I think it's called Mortal Kombat Legacy or Mortal Kombat Rebirth that's on YouTube or something like that. You guys can check that out if you can find it. I haven't watched it in quite a while. But um the cons that can come out of this universe is Warner Brothers and Midway and Simon McCoy, if he is coming back to direct, you know, involving characters that we don't give a fuck about. And for example, I know there's a lot of people who may have been happy to see Reiko. Uh, you know, if you are if you were a big fan of Mortal Kombat 4 when he was introduced. Uh, but a lot of people were just like, what the fuck is he here for? What's Natara here for? Why is Reptile here if he's not doing anything? Goro was only in one scene and so on and so forth. People probably had problems with a lot of the characters that they bought in that didn't get any screen time that were there just to dress up and be there. I don't necessarily, you know... I feel that way about Reiko and Natara in particular. But other than that, I didn't have a problem to, to where it took me out of the movie. But I know other people feel differently. But I feel like one of the cons can be these these producers, these creators overall getting happy feet and introducing a bunch of characters we don't care about. A bunch of, you know, uh lesser-known characters that they think they can bring, you know, shine light on and bring new elements to. I don't think that's a good idea. I think you should go with it. I think you should stick with the first couple games and i'm kind of contradicting myself because a lot of the names i'm going to mention are are not uh people who were in the first three or four games or so they're people who are in later games but it's only because it's all relative and it all comes full circle with the characters that i think should get their own mortal Kombat spinoffs so with that being said let's jump into who i think how many do i have here man i've got five characters Five central characters who I think should have their own Mortal Kombat spinoff. And this is just my personal opinion. I know a bunch of people are going to disagree with me on this, but you know, just bear with me, people. Uh, I'm going to do the best I can with this shit. Now, um, of course, my number one, Liu Kang has to have his own spinoff. Ludi Lin did a great job playing Liu Kang. Was he better than Robin Shu? He didn't he didn't get enough to do. And I know a lot of people had a problem with how Zen and how you know Peace on Earth and Christ be with you, uh, this version of Liu Kang was in the last movie. But um I, I liked Ludi Lin as Liu Kang. I think he did a really good job. Plus, I was already a fan of his acting and just the character that he played in uh the Power Rangers reboot. But Liu Kang has to have his own movie. His should come first, first and foremost, because I was pissed off that Liu Kang was not the focal point of the film. And, you know, like I said, I don't hate Cole Young, but it's like, you're no Liu Kang substitute. It just so happened he got to do a hell of a lot more cool things than Liu Kang did. Liu Kang did have a dope-ass fight scene with Cabal, and I knew that was going to happen. I knew he was going to fight one of the best characters and best-looking characters in the entire movie because it was going to be a mirror scene or sequence that they did. All it was going to be a play off of when he fought reptile in the original movie and um i knew he was gonna fight cabal because when i did the you know did the trailer breakdown and all of that stuff but Luke kang has to have his own uh spinoff and one of the things that has to be in a Luke kang spinoff is hands down it has to feature kung lao now i don't know how people will feel about a shaolin monks live action spinoff um because that was a big thing it was a game it was a cartoon and all that type of stuff i don't know how people would feel about that but i feel like Liu kang and kung lao were two of the best things hands down about the mortal kombat 2021 movie but if you don't do a movie that centers on both of them you have to at least feature kung lao he has to play a really really big part in um in luke kang's movie because that you know they're related that's his mentor and stuff like that now Another question that uh, lies here is who could show up in Liu Kang's spinoff, you know, his spinoff series? I feel like one of the characters, and again, like I said, I'm contradicting myself because I know I said, well, they should stick to the first couple games or so, not to throw people off. But this is. This is actually relevant to what I'm saying, uh, and especially relevant to Liu Kang and a mention that he makes in the Mortal Kombat movie. Bo Raicho. Now, if nobody knows who Bo Raicho is, he's like the drunken master. He's got that bamboo stick that he fucks people up with. I'm pretty sure Bo Raicho was introduced in Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, because that's that was, um, I'm not going to say that was the first time combatants used weapons, because that was in Mortal Kombat 4. But Bo Raicho, one of the moves that he used in the game that got me out of a lot of shit, um, you know just playing like arcade mode was he actually he's get so fucked up that he throws up and you slip and slip and slip and then you could do all types of moves but that that is a good way to evade your opponent people uh, if you pick bo rai cho and you use that that vomit move that's a, i'm telling you it works it's handy um but he he mentions uh bo rai cho he's telling i think he's telling cole young when he's stitching up his arm after training he's like master bo rai cho found me and whatever the fuck he said i i really can't remember but he did mention bo rai cho and if i'm not mistaken, bo rai Cho's artwork um there's like a painting or drawing of him somewhere on the wall or in some article that um Sonya Blade is looking at I can't remember the scene exactly but people will know exactly what I'm talking about you know the the people that remember way more than I do now another person you have to feature in a in a Liu Kang spinoff is Kitana now we did not see Kitana unfortunately in um the Mortal Kombat 2021 movie but when Raiden brings all the combatants or Earthrealms warriors into the Temple of Light when he slams that staff down, uh, actually, before he slams the staff down, I think, there is Katana's blade in the background on display. You had you had a lot of shit on display in that room. You had Quan Chi's amulet, and Katana's blade, her single blade, was one of the things you saw. You have to have Katana in a Liu Kang movie. I don't know who would play her. There's some fan art online uh, on Google, if you guys look it up, where... Um, Gal Gadot is underneath Katana's blue mask, and you can tell it's Gal gadot because everybody knows those eyes, everybody knows that smile. Ooh la la. But we're not going to talk about that. But um, yeah, you have to have katana in there because Liu Kang and Katana, they 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 go hand in hand. You have to have that in there. You have to have Shang Sung because I don't know if prior to the 2021 movie, as far as the story goes and the plot and all of that, I don't know if Lu Kang and Shang Sung had fought before. And he just whoops Shang Tsung's ass so much that Shang Tsung barely even acknowledges him in the new movie. I don't know, but that would be an interesting thing to see what type of backstory they have together, because that's got to happen. Shang Tsung and Liu Kang have got to rumble. Um, and it's got to be a nice little throwback to the original film when they f- when they fight at the end of the movie and Liu Kang hits him with the fireball uh, into the pit, onto the spikes and shit like that. You got to have Shang Tsung in there. And of course, if you've got Shang Tsung and if it's a Liu Kang spinoff, you've got to have Raiden in there. It's only right. And you've got to have Raiden and Shang Tsung have their back and forth shit. You know, and act like, you know, they're fighting for custody over Luke Kang or something like that. So that'll be cool. Now, second, the second spinoff I need, this is, ex- this is definitely two people. I know I said it could vary whether Luke Kang and Kung Lao be in the movie and be fighting back to back and it be their, their joint film. This is a joint film spinoff I need. Sonya and Jax is definitely number two. You've got to have the Special Forces spinoff. Who could show up in the Special Forces movie? Kano's got to show up. You have to show the dynamic between Jax and Sonya because I liked, um, I think her name was Jessica Mc- McNamee and McCod Brooks who played Sonya and Jax. I like them a lot, man. Um, I feel like They didn't get to interact as much as I would like them to. I feel like the interaction and just the banter between them two, the shit-talking back and forth, was maybe a tad bit better in Mortal Kombat Annihilation um, because it was more comedic. This was more serious, you know? I like the scene in the new one where Jax is hitting a heavy bag and she's just like, he's like, are you trying to tell me something? She's basically trying to uplift his spirits. And she's like, get off your fucking ass, soldier. And she uplifts him. And with that being said, you know, he actually saves her and he finds his... um is it his akata? I don't even remember what the hell the thing is called. Uh, I almost called it the Shankara stones from from uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I don't know. But you you know, you have to have them in there. Another Black Dragon member you have to have is Jarek. Jarek was introduced in Mortal Kombat 4 and he actually kills Sonya Blade at the end of, I think it's his ending, he throws her off a fucking cliff and then crushes the radio that Jax is you know, hitting her up on and he laughs and walks off, now it'd be good to see them take down the entire Black Dragon, Uh, you know, Kano Jarek, Cabal, it'd be good to see Movado, who also was introduced in Mortal Kombat Deadly, is it Deadly Alliance or was it Deception Movado was introduced in, I don't know, somebody out there correct me, but y'all know who I'm talking about, you know, he's Got the, he's got those spikes on the bottom of his shoes, and he's got those uh, bungee hook things that he evades attacks from. He was actually trying to take the black dragon down, so it'd be good to have him in the mix as kind of like a rogue agent who's not good, he's not bad, he's kind of maybe on the neutral side of things. It'd be good, man. But the only strange thing about that spinoff, um, out of everything I just said, would be seeing a full movie. With Jax and Sonya and Jax not be able to get because of course it would have to be a prequel because Jax would have to have his regular arms. And, you know, at this point, Kano's already dead in, in the new movie. So it would have to be a prequel special forces prequel. I would love to just see, um, you know, more more interaction, more dialogue, you know, no romantic interest type of stuff between uh, Sonya and Jax because that was never the thing I was going to say Johnny Cage could be a character that shows up but then you would have to introduce Cassie Cage maybe Jacqueline Briggs I don't know you don't want to do all of that so I feel like a special forces movie is definitely needed now speaking of the Black Dragon number three my number three pick for a spinoff movie Cabal now I know a lot of people will disagree with me but this is why I say so this is me personally talking Cabal is hands down one of my top five characters in the entire Mortal Kombat universe as many characters as they are old and new Cabal is it man I'll never forget playing Mortal Kombat 3 for the first time and I'm like this dude looks like a serial killer he can run past you and put you in a big ass web and make you dizzy he's got these hook swords he's terribly burned underneath his mask so ugly that he scares your spirit out of your body and your spirit just runs away for for dear life Cabal had probably one of the best looking fucking costumes in this new movie man I like it was great to see the only thing that kind of threw me off I'm used to it now but The only thing that threw me off with Cabal in the new movie was how he talked. And somebody told me that it was pretty spot on as far as the older games go. But I fell off of the Mortal Kombat games after a while. So I didn't know like what Cabal ever sounded like. And it was a really like he he sounded like I don't know. I want to say he's from Boston, but he was just like he sounded kind of like a schmuck. You know what I'm saying? He's just like, maybe there's a guy that can help you. Complete fucking asshole named Kano. He's the reason I live in an iron lung. And it's just like, dog, like, are you an extra on the Departed or the town or some shit? Like, where are you from, dog? I don't know where he's from, but either way. Cabal had a, he had great moments in that movie, man, where Liu Kang shoots a fireball at him, and he moves so fast, it looks like he cuts the fireball in half, and he even tells Luke Kang, he's like, you want me to slow down for you? Because he's fucking Liu Kang's shit up at some point. Cabal has to have his own Black Dragon type of spinoff, man. Now, who could show up for Cabal's spinoff? I just mentioned these guys' names already, Kano, Jarek, Movado, but one person I did not mention yet, um... Who has to show up in this movie. And if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken. Cabal had this person's badge. Or some type of paraphernalia from this character. On his outfit in the new movie. Striker. If nobody remembers from the Mortal Kombat 3 storyline. Cabal and Striker. I'm pretty sure they were friends. They're both Earthrealm warriors. Um, you know what I'm saying? But they were friends. And Striker was another one of my favorite characters. man. So to see... uh. I'm not going to call him washed up, but just a troubled cop, a regular guy, you know, Earthrealm warrior striker, try to take down the black dragon, but kind of be at odds because him and Cabal have a history and they're best. They were best friends once upon a time. And maybe for Cabal to be conflicted with, you know, like kind of on some stay out of my way and I don't have to kill you type of shit. That'd be good to see, man. As far as who would play um, striker, I saw some fan art with John Cena. Uh, playing. You know, somebody drew John Cena as Striker, and I'm like, you know what? After he, after how much of a badass he was in the Suicide Squad and Fast Nine, I've been proven wrong about this guy in action movie. So I would actually be cool with him playing Striker. I know a lot of people would be against me on that, but whatever. Now I've only got two more before we wrap this shit up, people. I told y'all I wasn't gonna take up too much of y'all time. Number four on the list of people who deserve their own spinoff movie in the Mortal Kombat universe: Melina. Gotta have Melina. The Tart. The Tarkatan clan you have to have her in there Sissy Stringer did a great fucking job playing Melina she like Shang Tsung talks with her ad libs on she's got like 13 ad libs when she talks so she sounds like a demon and when she has when she sprouted and split her mouth and she looked like one of the Tarkatan uh, clan people she looked crazy as fuck and she did the teleporting move and she tried to bite you know she tried to bite cole young and all this type of shit she did great man because melina was one of the characters i got done so dirty with because we only got one fight scene with her and sonya in mortal kombat annihilation but i like that they mirrored that fight scene uh you know sonya gets to fight you know uh, melina in the movie she actually kills her spoiler alert but i would like to see Melina's upbringing uh, like I said Sissy Stringer did a great job man she looked apart she was a badass she knew how to throw and strike people with the size and shit like that she did a really good job man she was intimidating and there's moments where you know she's standing either by herself or she's standing alongside Cabal and Reiko or Sub-Zero and Shang Tsung and she just looks intimidating man she looks like she'll bite your fucking head off you know, after biting off whatever you have it. She looks scary in that movie, man. And she, like I said, man, I can't praise her character enough, man. Melina is one of my favorite top three, top three, actually, f- female characters in the whole Mortal Kombat universe, man. I always played with her. That teleportation move s- saved my life so many fucking times in arcade mode. But um, who could show up in a Melina, you know, spinoff? Who could make an appearance? Shao Kahn, of course, because she is the emperor's daughter Uh, you know she's like the emperor's daughter or stepdaughter because her and katana are sisters but melina was actually created she's like the evil clone of katana But she, you know, I don't know exactly how she's an evil clone of Kitana, but yet she's part of the Tarkatan fam. I I don't know how it goes, man. I would have to brush up on my, you know, on my MK mythology and stuff like that. But you have to have Shao Kahn in the mix and you have to have Shang Song in the mix because it's kind of like, who's going to have power over her? Maybe Shao Kahn can't do it. And he's like, Shang Song, you deal with her, man. I I can't deal with this shit. She got blood all on her mouth. I offered her napkins. I don't know what else to do. She's your problem now. I don't know. But Shang Song is the one. And there's a deleted scene in Mortal Kombat 2021 where Shang Tsung tells her he's like, you know, I created you. He he asks her if she's doubting him and he chokes her to fuck up. And then when he's when he's looking down at her, he's like, I created you. I forgive you or whatever. whatever. I don't know if he says it when he chokes her, but I know he says it in that scene. But um, you gotta have Shao Kahn and Shang Tsung in there. You gotta have Katana in there. And of course, you gotta have my man Baraka. Now, we saw Baraka. Baraka is part of the Tarkatan family as well. And him and Melina are husband and wife at some point in the games. They both were in Mortal Kombat 2. That's when they both were introduced to really popular characters. Baraka got done dirty in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He's only in one scene. And there are two Tarkatan warriors who are fucking with Liu Kang while he's trying to save Katana, but they just up and disappear. Baraka... He does not, you know, I can appreciate what they did, but it just looks like really bad cosplay. The blades that are shooting out of his arms look really bad, man. Um, You know, I look back on that movie and I'm just like, I really don't know what I was thinking. I feel like I was just accepting anything that they threw at me. But you have to have Baraka in there, man. And you have to make Baraka just as vicious, even more vicious than Melina because, you know, he doesn't necessarily have weapons. These weapons are, they are part of him. So... Those those swords that come out of his arms, man, you gotta you gotta do the damn thing. Molina's. I feel like Molina's movie would have more of a horror tone than anything to it. And that is definitely something I would be into because that's something that is a part of the Mortal Kombat, you know, property. It's just horror, you know, the horror and hardcore blood and gore and guts and shit like that. It could probably potentially be one of the nastiest entries uh out of all the spin-offs. Now, last but certainly not least, and I don't know if anybody had expected me to say this. I don't know if throughout the episode people were like, wait, you're not gonna mention uh and it's like, yes, I am gonna mention him. For the people who are wondering, my number five and my last person who deserves well deserved spinoff in the Mortal Kombat universe, Sub Zero. You know, you gotta have a Lin kuei movie because in the opening sequence of Mortal Kombat 2021. We see um, Joe Taslim as Sub-Zero, but we don't see him masked up in all of that type of stuff. We, we know he has his powers and stuff like that. We know he's superhuman. He's modified, to say the least. But after he kills Scorpion, we really don't know what Sub-Zero does or where he goes in the meantime. So it'd be good to see a prequel with what hap- it takes place after he kills Scorpion and Scorpion descends to hell and stuff like that. It'd be really interesting to see what Sub-Zero was doing with his time up until he found out about the Cole Young character and came for him when we were introduced to him again in full get up. So who could show up? In a Sub Zero movie. First of all, you have to have Joe Taslim come back because I was really impressed with what he, I knew he was going to be a great Sub Zero because I've been a fan of his since, um, you know, since he was in Fast and Furious 6. He's the guy who whoops Han and, you know, Roman's ass at the same time at Waterloo Station. But um, who could show up in a Sub Zero movie? Quan Chi. Now, I say Quan Chi only because at some point in the story, I can't remember which game it was exactly. I think Quan Chi brought Sub-Zero back to life and turned him into noob cybot. Now, I could be all wrong about this. Don't quote me on none of this, but I'm pretty sure I read that at some point, Quan Chi did resurrect Sub-Zero. Now, uh, another person that I, now I know I'm reaching here, but I've been I've had a thing for this character since. I think this was Mortal Kombat uh, Deadly Alliance also because I know she had a weapon she could you know everybody can impale you with some shit and then you bleed out and your health bar goes down but I, I remember her having like the ice dagger or whatever the hell it was or the ice knives or something Frost who is basically the female Sub-Zero now there are two different versions of her there's a there's a ninja version you know, she looks like a female Sub-Zero. She's got this frosty bl- uh, blue hair. She looks really fucking cool. And there's also, in the later games, a cybernetic version of Frost. I'm not sure who turned her into that, but uh, speaking of cybernetic, Cyrax and Sector and Smoke, I am cool with having all sub-zero go up against cyber ninjas i'm cool with that and maybe him and frost maybe frost doesn't have to be cybernetic in this movie maybe him and frost can be allies or something maybe she can be real you know uh anonymous and just pop up when he least expect her to you don't really want to make sub-zero a good guy but you have to make him pretty much an anti-hero you know you got to root for him in his own movie you don't want to root against him but i feel like cyrax sector and smoke um I think they were all programmed, if not just smoke, they were all programmed to kill Sub-Zero at one point in time. So that would be a really good plot point at some point in the movie, you know, to have the hunter become the hunted and it kind of will make you see why he was so adamant about killing cole young and you know hunting down uh jacks when he was trying to play hide and seek with him and stuff like that well Jax was really in his way but it, w- it would be a good dynamic to see what makes sub-zero become such a hunter you know because maybe he almost suffered defeat at the hands of cyrax sector and smoke but maybe frost saved his ass or maybe he saved his own ass i don't know i just think it would be a decent lin kuei type of thing to do and just keep it ninja oriented whether it be human ninjas or cyber ninjas Ninjas and stuff like that. Plus, I've always wanted to see Sector on screen. I got Cyrax, I got Cyrax in a cool fight scene actually. Um, in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, he got to fight Jax and then Sonya ended up getting involved and she fucked him up and gave him the kiss of death at the end. But I loved his costume. He looked just like Cyrax, but I would love to see Sector. Oh, oh, I'm tripping. Smoke was out also in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. He just popped up out of nowhere and then got frozen by Nick. I'm ooh, I almost called that nigga Nicholas Cage, but that's exactly who he looked like. And he got frozen by uh, Sub-Zero's brother, his younger brother, whoever the hell he was. Yeah, it was Sub-Zero's younger brother. But that dude, I'm telling y'all, he looked he looked just like Nicolas Cage. But um, yeah, Sub-Zero has to have his own movie, man. And that's pretty much, that's basically, those are the five people I think that should have their own movies, man. Sub-Zero, Melina, Cabal, Sonya and Jax, and Liu Kang. And... Liu Kang and Kung Lao you know it depends on what people want I say give Liu Kang his own movie and just have Kung Lao pop up every once in a while you know he could pop up from out of that hat or something you know have a magician around the system with that trick but um moving forward and um you know getting ready for the big tournament I feel like the spinoffs I don't know if the spinoffs should come first or if the sequel should come first but I feel like I don't know. I feel like the spin-offs in between wouldn't be a bad idea or at least one of them, because what they can do is if you want to do something with this Mortal Kombat universe, you can Marvel this shit, man. You can use Marvel as your blueprint where Marvel started with Iron Man. And you have all these different characters, whether they pop up in post-credit sequences, whether they pop up at some point in the movie for cameos, whether they're Easter eggs. You can marvel this Mortal Kombat universe, man, and have it start from an Iron Man type of thing. Then everybody else has their own movies and their joint movies and certain team movies and have it lead up. To the big ride baby you know what i'm saying lead up to something like avengers infinity war or avengers endgame or even captain america civil war you could do that but i don't know if people are willing to be that patient because you do have a lot of people as good as the movie was and as well as the movie did there's a lot of people who weren't satisfied with it there's a lot of people who had a of complaints for it man story wise character development wise plot hole wise there were a lot of complaints man and i'm not blaming those people for that i understand completely but um as far as this movie went i was not a hard man to please because i know exactly what i got two times before in in 1995 and 1997 and i know what i wanted and i got everything i wanted and then some from the movie but i feel like you could one option is you know spacing this thing out and giving these characters movies and spinoffs and stuff and then lead up to a bigger a bigger film with a an actual tournament um because you know there there was no tournament again in uh in the mortal Kombat 2021 movie but i you know i feel like there there are limited unlimited possibilities with this uh with this series man and i feel like i do want Simon McCoy to come back. I really don't want him to step down and be like, well, you know, my job here is done. This is somebody else's problem from here on out. I don't want him to do that, man, because it'll give the series a good sense of continuity if you have a returning director. And um, that's a big fucking problem that you know, Mortal Kombat Annihilation did not have, and we almost got a third movie where Christopher Lambert came back, and all types of people were going to come back, and all types of characters were going to be introduced, y'all can actually, if you want to scroll through the episode, y'all can check out my episode for uh, the Mortal Kombat 3 movie that almost was, man, it was heartbreaking to even talk about that shit, but there are different possibilities they could do, man, Um, and I'm personally excited for it, I can't wait to see what they do with the with the mortal Kombat universe overall man i'm fine with it i have no complaints that they're you know expanding on the universe and i feel like if the first movie was a stepping stone then people should definitely be patient for what's to come and they should be patient with the director and with the creators to know that look we know there are things we couldn't pull off with this first movie we couldn't fit it in there it's already a bunch of shit in here but trust us second time around we got y'all and I feel like that's what they're going to do man because they've been you know they did announce this news like last week or so but they've been awfully quiet as far as sequel news goes and that's cool man I'd rather they keep it under wraps you know it's a way to keep people you know keep their mouths watering and stuff like that to keep them you know anticipating the sequel and anticipating the movie news but that's that's pretty much it man um Other than that, people, like I said, you know, you guys can check out the Mortal Kombat episodes that I've done and the the Mortal Kombat commentary and the episode with me where me and M right discuss it. Because it is, it's it's always a good time talking about Mortal Kombat, man. Uh, game-wise, bad movie-wise, good movie-wise, web series, comic books, animated movies. There's the animated uh, you know, Mortal Kombat Legends, I think it's called. There's a second movie that they that they dropped, man. I think it's on HBO Max or something. Mortal Kombat is not going anywhere, man. It's here to stay, and I feel like with the R rating that it had and as successful and excuse me, close to the game as they tried to get, this should open up the door not just for video game adaptations on the big screen, but for rated R adaptations on the big screen. As far as video games go, listen, people, where's my Altered Beast? If we're gonna talk about fighting games, where's my Killer Instinct? I need Killer Instinct. I need a R-rated Killer Instinct movie. Come on, goddamn it. Where's Battle Monsters? Where's Soul Calibur? You know what I'm saying? Give me, give, give me that. Street Fighter, I, I was gonna mention Street Fighter, but that is more of a PG-13 property. It was never meant to be bloody and gory and stuff like that. I could see a rated R Street Fighter, but I don't, I think they should leave that separate from the R-rating type of stuff. But listen, give me Killer Instinct, man. Give me Killer Instinct. Mortal Kombat should have opened the door for these people to be like, you know what? What's Cinder and Fuglore doing from Killer Instinct? What's Cody and Hagger doing from, what was that game, Final Fight? What are these guys doing from Streets of Rage and all these little, you know, rock'em, sock'em games, man. It should have opened the door for all of these guys to get ideas and to bring these ideas onto the big screen and really decent adaptations. I feel like overall... I feel like we've come too fucking far with video game movies on the screen to keep making bad ones. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember watching the Hellboy um, reboot, and I'm like, this director, Neil, Neil, uh, is his name Neil Marshall? I think his name is Neil Marshall, the the same director that did The Descent and Dog Soldiers. He directed the Hellboy reboot. And I remember seeing that all the creatures and shit that were in there with a hard R rating. I said, yo, this dude needs to direct Altered Beasts. Now, I don't know if anybody remembers Altered Beast, but listen, y'all better go look it up if y'all don't know, man. And also, if y'all don't know, which y'all should, uh, you know, y'all know, you know where to go, man. Y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Podbean, Bean, and Podcast Addict. Shout out to Anchor. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, RomeroTutor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. And shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Horror Virus. And last but not least, shout out to the Tutor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there. Yo, man, I'm really in video game mode. I feel like doing another, um, not even just gaming. I feel like doing um, another, like, outlining an episode just based on what R-rated video game movies they should do. I'm not sure if I've done it before. I really can't remember people like 400 something episodes in I really start to lose track of shit And y'all know my brain is already scattered all over the place But I feel like I'm in video game movie mode now. I might just watch uh, Mortal Kombat 1995 and skip mortal kombat annihilation and then compare and contrast with the 2021 movie i don't know man but i'm pretty sure y'all will hear about it sooner than later man but y'all already know man the love and support that y'all show me i show it back to y'all tenfold and then some so with that being said people yours truly romero Tudor. another episode of tutor reviews in a can i'll check y'all on the next one